What is the most important part of digital transformation? Some folks say it's technology. Others say it's cloud migration. And there are plenty more who say it's replacing legacy systems. Well, in this episode, we're speaking to two leaders in the retail industry who say that the most important part of digital transformation is about something much closer to home, people. You're listening to Tech Force Middle East, a new podcast that celebrates trailblazers across our region. And today, we're joined by Saoud Al-Sumayt, the deputy CEO of Drops Group and CX expert, Bernadette Jaja. Drops has changed the grocery delivery game in Q8. It brings everyday essentials straight to customers' doorsteps in under two hours. This service has proved so popular that it's allowed Drops to expand its reach in the UAE and Saudi Arabia. We're also here with Bernadette, a highly customer-centric strategic thinker with expertise in refining the customer experience, building long-term relationships. She's known for her ability to drive high performance in teams, culture transformation, and her solid analytical and problem-solving skills. Bernadette is described by her colleagues as the Chief Energy Officer. Saoud, Bernadette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us on TechForce Middle East. Thank you, Aronis. Before Thank we you. start into customer-centric digital transformation, we'd like to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to start with some rapid-fire questions. Bernadette, business books or podcasts? Business books, for sure. And what's your favorite business book? Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Saoud? Oh, it's definitely business books for me. Yeah. Most overused term in tech, Bernadette. Oh, there are so many. So if we go back a couple of years back, you always hear digitalization. The last year it was AI and the last couple of months or so, it's all about chat GPT everywhere. And honestly, I'm not from like the technology. My background is not in technology. So I got bombarded with like words that to me had no meaning. So I would go with like integration or migration. These kind of like big words that can lead to a lot of like meanings behind it, you know? So I would say, yeah, integration and migration. Awesome. But that you've sold many things in your time. What's your favorite aspect of retail? Oh, uh, retail is always great for me in retail. I, I really like it. But the best aspect for it is when a retailer is able to enable his teams and people to um, engage with their customers, personalize, uh, build relationships and actually lifetime relationships. That's the best aspect for me. To me, it's actually the relation with the customer. You know, having a direct relationship uh, with your customer as a business is what like gets my interest in retail. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think is a trend that businesses are often getting wrong? I'll go to you, Saud, first. Um, in our business, I would say quick commerce. It's uh, it's a theme that's been like spread, especially in this part of the world. Uh, we think that customers don't really care how soon do they get their items. They care that they get them in one shot. You know? So I would say, yeah, quick commerce is uh, something that's taking a big hype right now. And we think it's, uh, it's not going to go for, for good, yeah. Uh, for me, what business are getting wrong? Actually, it is over-dependency on consultancy, lack of great leaderships, and I think the low pay scale, salary scales for the great talents. That's what I think it's, uh, they are getting it wrong. And when it comes to digital transformation, what's the biggest misconception that you find? Um, as you know, when we speak about digitalization, everybody believes that we're going to get rid of the traditional channels, to get rid of our people, get rid of our processes, which in, in reality, it's not the case. It's actually complement each other. And it has to be in this culture and in this mindset for everybody to understand that this is complement each other for the customers, for the need of the customers. 
and how we can actually the customer get the customer to um, choose what they want at the time they want at every single moment in their journey. And so, yeah, I think uh, to me it's probably uh, like the thought process that's going to be kind of a hole in one situation whereby you do it uh, one time and you're done. Uh, I think it's all about iteration, coming back to it and fixing the processes so that things move smooth. So, yeah. And what's your favorite automation in daily life? Apple Pay. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like, I pay. Yeah, to me, I have like a, a Nest thermostat at home and it's the best thing for me. Uh, wake up, change the, the air conditioning and have it feel comfortable, you know, so yeah. Amazing. It's cool. Guys, let's jump straight into business. So speaking to both of you before the episode, before the podcast, you both mentioned how important it is to put the customer at the center of everything that you do. Why do you think it's so important to focus on people when you're trying to, trying to transform digitally? Well, people are everything. Today, uh, there are so many technologies and it's easy to get the technology, buy it, code it and have it there. But it's not about only the technology. It's how we embrace it and how we use it. And at the end of the day, how your consumers uh, uh, use this technology or adopt or use these journeys without your people and having empowering them with knowledge, with systems, with trainings, with motivating them, getting them to come to work with a lot of love, like they have a mission, they are coming for a mission. Uh, otherwise, your business, if you don't take care of your, your people, your business will never take care of itself. You take care of your, uh, your people, your business take care of itself. So why is it so important to put people in the middle of everything? Oh, I think uh, the reason is uh, simple. The technology doesn't run itself. Not uh, not yet, at least. I, I know uh, Vrendetti mentioned the chat GTB and the craze about uh, AI. I think uh, this is definitely the future, but as of now, uh, technology doesn't run itself. You need people to run it. So I would say uh, the investment in people is what makes any transformation uh, successful. You know, it's, uh, And it, we've, we've been a part of like a huge migration and transformation in, uh, at Drops. Uh, if it weren't for like the few, we call them hero squads, that like emerged while we're doing yeah. this transformation, we wouldn't have been able to do anything basically. So yeah, it starts and ends with people, I would say, yeah. So people is a very important pillar. What other factors do businesses consider or need to consider when transforming digitally? Uh, I would say right after people to be processes, which is basically linked with people. Uh, you can educate your staff to, to a top-notch level. Uh, you can have the best platform, but if you don't have like processes in place, uh, for that, for your staff to know that, hey, my job starts at A and ends at C, and I know that I have to go to that other person to take it from D to E, you know. So I would say, yeah, processes having proper processes in place would uh, would increase the chances of successful uh, transformation. Yeah, I would I would add to it is uh, how you uh, use your data in order for you to know exactly the voice of your business, the voice of your customers, the voice of your employees. And before implementing any journey or any technology, you need to really be intelligent and data is key by collecting the customer, the, the data of the customer, uh, use it, use it intelligently. How do we say it's uh, smartly, let's say, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very important aspect as well. Yesterday on a different episode on the podcast, we had two e-commerce specialists talking about the difference in digital transformation here in the Middle East compared to everywhere else. How do you think digital transformation is different here in the Middle East compared to other regions around the world? Well, I think in the Middle East is still in the early stage. Consumer needs in the Middle East are completely different than anywhere else. We are emotional people. 
we still need to really have this balance between the the digitalization, the technology, and the human interaction. Yeah. So, how is it different here compared to other regions? Oh, I would say drastically different. Honestly, uh, there are multiple reasons for that. I would say what. Uh, for us, I think the two key challenges that we faced was actually the relationship with vendors and the whole supply chain. Uh, we're, we're retailers, so we're at the end of that supply chain. Uh, when you try to innovate and digitize your processes, uh, you're not running the world by yourself. You know, you have partners and third parties that you deal with. If they're not on the same page or on the same wavelength, uh, it's not going to be digitized anytime soon. So that would be one aspect of it. The second aspect of it, I would say, is... Uh, lack of talent. Uh, we have a lot of eager like employees and staff members who want to join, who want to innovate, but don't have that expertise because uh, as Brendetti mentioned, it's new to this part of the world. So uh, we're facing some issues with the, with the talent part of things. Having said that, the majority of the population, at least here in the GCC, is very young. So uh, I'm fairly hopeful for the future that this will pick up very, very quickly. How, how can we excite people and young people to get into digital transformation and technology to start upskilling these people so that you can start hiring the right talent? I think uh, empowering them with, with the right tools, the right mindset. Uh, when we first uh, migrated to Salesforce, um, honestly, we didn't spend enough time to, to uh, empower our staff. Uh, but the thing is, uh, the hero squad I mentioned that ran our transformation were actually all young. The majority of them uh, drops was their first... Uh, employment place you know so uh, uh, they fiddled around by themselves uh, we we gave them all the power to to carry the company forward at that time you know so i would say yeah um, empowering team members especially younger team members who have the knack of going into uh, like articles reading more about the, the the tools they're using and then having themselves train other staff members bringing them up to speed that that would move like the cycle for for you mentioned the Hero Squad a couple of times. What, yeah. what is the Hero Squad? Oh, <laughs> it goes it goes back to the first day we migrated to Salesforce. I think uh, we when we first established Drops, the focus wasn't actually on on the technology. It was on the business. Technology was always like an afterthought. Uh, let's get it the cheapest, the quickest. You know, I <laughs> think uh, the majority of our investment and spending was actually on on uh, relationship with vendors, getting the warehouse ready, getting the cars, the drivers, the operational side of things. Customer service, of course. Uh, Alhamdulillah, we've hit tremendous success in, in remarkable time, you know. Uh, so uh, then technology came to, to, to bite us later on. Uh, uh, we wanted to expand outside Kuwait. Uh, we looked at our platform, didn't have the notion of currency, didn't have the notion of country, didn't have a lot of things that are really needed for you to, to move to other countries, you know. Uh, so we decided on going with Salesforce. We had the limitation that we needed it to go really, really quickly. So the entire process took around five months. This project usually takes two years in, in, in other platforms. Uh, we did it really quickly and we didn't really empower our staff members. We didn't really do a lot of due diligence and transformation planning uh, before doing this migration. So uh, when we migrated, basically, uh, we hit a lot of roadblocks uh, and the ones who carried us forward were actually team members who didn't know anything about Salesforce, you know. Uh, they just took the challenge forward. They went into the manuals, read everything that has to be read, you know. We looked up videos on YouTube, understood the platform, and then started explaining things to, to, to people around them. 
And uh, remarkably, we had like one guy from every department without even asking them to do so. Uh, be the champion of Salesforce within that department. Uh, hey, you want to do something? Uh, I'll help you. I'll teach you. I'll train you. We start, they started making videos and sending them, them in groups uh, over within the company. So this squad, it was like a squad of six or seven, uh, really carried us forward. And I would say yeah, every transformation plan has to have that in place. Somebody has to be a champion from every department to be able to carry everyone forward because it cannot be done uh, uh, like randomly. It has to be planned uh, fortunately for us uh, everything like uh, became really okay after after a while but uh, it has to be planned I, if i had to do it all over again i would plan it the same way exactly and it happened so i think we're fortunate enough for that to, to go the way it did tremendous bernadette you've worked with some of the largest companies in the middle east helping them on their digital transformation journey is there a right way to do digital transformation I would say there is nothing like that we say right or wrong and digital transformation is a big, big word. So we need to slice the elephant. It's a big elephant in the room and we need to slice it. We need to take each journey at a time. So for me, failure is when uh, you do too much too fast and you expect unrealistic results. That's how I, I believe is failure. And do you have, or have you faced any obstacles on your path to transforming these organizations that you feel that you face them in every single place that you go? I, would, I wouldn't say obstacle. I think everywhere, where, wherever you go in any business, you always have those, uh, even I don't call them challenges. I would say those are opportunities to satisfy your, I don't know, how, your, your ambition and your dream. So if we talk about cultural transformation, for me, again, I speak a lot of, of, about people. People is, a, I, I feel as much as it's really sometimes when you go on the ground and you put your hand on the, I would say we say it uh, in the dirt in order for you to really see what's happening. When I see the people now using a journey that it really took too much time for me to enforce it, I feel so happy. So this is the satisfaction that we get. And how do you influence people or, or persuade people to adopt your ideas and strategies around digital transformation? Because this cultural shift for me is one of the most important things. So how do you make that happen? So here in the Middle East, I think people need to accept you as a person first. And it's important to really take care of them. It's important to come in the morning, even though sometimes in, uh, so I, again, I've seen it, some people get it wrong. I'm the digital transformation guy today. I walk in the office, you know, we are the, the guru, the, the, the friends. Yes, we're the correct team, we're the future. I think this is wrong. If you go next to your people, nothing wrong by asking them about things that they care, build this relationship. The minute you start having this relationship, they can, they, you can start telling them what's in for them and how it's important for them to learn. To, to get a new knowledge and as well you secure them because they trust you so that you secure them they will not anymore be afraid of this technology they know that basically they are complementing what we are trying to do uh, so this is this is how I would think uh, I would say we would do it awesome so drops became extremely popular during a very very tough time during the pandemic what was it like operating at a time like that when you had to consistently and constantly think outside of the box oh well, we had to be really really creative during that time period you know uh, it was uh, it was a strike of luck for us uh, that people re the, t the sentiment for e-commerce really changed in a remarkable uh, time. I remember the first day of well, COVID was announced in Kuwait. We did around twelve times our regular order volume, and uh, we were on our ancient like platform. We didn't even have an off button to stop orders coming in, so <laughs> we struggled. <laughs> we struggled a lot with that, you know. Uh, 
for capacity reasons, we didn't have the manpower, we didn't have the the the, the scale that is required to carry this amount of orders, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say we really had to be creative. I remember one one meeting room was turned to be like a sleeping ground for for our staff members because they couldn't leave the warehouse due to lockdowns back then. So yeah. I would say us and other businesses, we had to be really, really creative to to be able to serve customers in, in, in that uh, like risky period. But it turned out to be really, really well for us because we've always been going up since then. Yeah, tremendous. And just for, for from a drops perspective, um, we know that you're looking to expand into the UAE, to Saudi Arabia. What does the future look like for drops? So uh, we already started the operation here in UAE. Um, I would say six months ago. Uh, we've established in Riyadh. We're serving customers in Riyadh since two weeks ago. Uh, and uh, this wouldn't have been possible without us migrating to Salesforce, an international platform that really can cater to our needs and supplying uh, our customers here in the region, you know. So, yeah, uh, the, the, the future plans is more expansive in the GCC. We're focused on this area. We know the customer there. We know the needs and we know the market gap that we're filling. So uh, uh, that, that's what we're focusing on. Amazing. I think you're, you've got a massive chance to make it. So best of luck. Oh, thank you. Bernadette, the question for you, uh, a common theme that we've heard is how difficult it is to become operationally efficient while at the same time transforming digitally and keeping people at the center of everything that you do. What are your thoughts on trying to manage this balance between all three areas? I think you need to understand your data, crush the numbers correctly. Those numbers will tell you a story about everyone, about your people, about your customers, about your market. And once you do intelligence, uh, intelligent decision, coming backed up by really clean and clear data behind every journey, that's what would be, uh, that's what would take you to the next step. That's the act that needs to be taken by every single company. And so for you, how is it, what's, what is it like to strike, strike that balance between operational efficiency, transformation and people? Oh, so to us, it's everything. Uh, the moment an order hits our platform, the, the time clock starts. So it's it's about delivering that order to the customer within two hours. And it's a big challenge for us. So uh, operational efficiency is really, really critical. Uh, right now, right now we're, we're not really optimal in that regard. I think the, the next project we're working on, we're calling internally OMS 2.0, and that's focusing on the Salesforce OMS platform. We want to digitize uh, the, the order cycle that we're going through. Um, I think this will save us a lot of time and will help us serve customers much faster than what we're currently doing. So, uh, I would I would say like we have to we have to link the entire cycle for our people, you know, for them to understand this transformation. Uh, right now, they're walking off of pen and paper and moving order from one cycle to the other. When you come to them and tell them, hey, we want to automate things, the the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh, there are layoffs coming. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that's that's the wrong way to look at it because the way you want to explain that to your members is uh, it's, it's actually going to take you five minutes instead of 30 for you to be able to do your job. You're still going to be able to do your job. It's just going to be faster, enabling you to do even more uh, for scalability later on. So I would say, yeah, that that link has to be established within staff members or or else you're, you're doomed. You, you can't really uh, carry them forward if they don't believe in the, in the, in the mission itself. And Bernadette, what advice do you have to businesses who might feel a little bit intimidated to start their journey into digital transformation? My advice would be uh, 
so to go back to your, I don't think any company yet is now is like scared of moving into or is not already in the digital transformation. Could be that some company are going faster or uh, slower. But my advice is always put your people first. Second, use your data wisely, intel- uh, smartly, and uh, put your customer. And this will lead to putting the customer at the heart of your business. People, data, customer. Correct. People, data, customer. How about for you, sir? Uh, for me, it's all about planning. It has to be planned. And I think this comes from an experience, but uh, it has to be meticulously planned ahead of time. Uh, education has to be a big part of that digital transformation. We have to take care of the staff members and explain things to them, you know, explain yeah. what, what's going to change in their life. Uh, so, yeah, planning and education. People, data, planning, people. And customer. Honestly. 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 And the customer. And the customer. Data planning people, customer. Correct. That's the message for today's podcast. Amazing. And then I've got another question. We've talked a lot about advice that you've given businesses. How about advice to individuals who are potentially starting their career now and are looking at digital transformation as a potential career option? Well, uh, my advice for all the, I think everybody could be a talent. If you put passion, so my advice for all the new people coming and looking for a job, go to your interview, very authentic, put passion in it, speak about things that you love and link about it passion. Passion is the only way that could drive you to actually become the best in your area and deliver the best for your company. And eventually it's the best for you because the more, the more you deliver, the more success story you could put on yourself and the more you satisfy yourself. Uh, to me, I, I would the advice I would give is uh, go for knowledge. Knowledge is power. So uh, whichever platform you're on, whichever platform that your company is on, just understand that inside out. Uh, read everything that has to be read about it. Be the champion for that uh, platform and uh, you'll see good things happening to you. I've seen it so many times uh, with us at Drops. When you acknowledge, you empower yourself with knowledge, you get all the power in the room. Everyone uh, starts listening to you when you have the information. So, yeah, empower yourself. You've both been quite successful in your careers. Benedette, you're a CX expert. Saud, you're a deputy CEO. If you go back to when you first started your career, what advice would you give yourselves? And I'll start with you, Saud. Oh, that's a tough one. I would say uh, don't worry too much about detail. Uh, we're starting off. Just with, go. Hey, just go. Follow your passion. Uh, it's uh, it's it's something that they keep telling uh, our technical staff, and they hate me for it. <laughs> I keep telling them uh, if it's if the feature is like half done but live, it's worth to me much more than it's Zero. oh nearly completed but in the pipeline. And uh, my CTO is gonna hate me for saying this, but but I keep telling them. Uh, go live with whatever you have. We're, we're a young brand. Uh, customers are kind of forgiving for our kind of brand. You know, it's it's young. We're just getting in the marketplace, uh, just getting to know what's the best way of doing our business. So, again, it goes back to, to that early start of my career. Focusing too much on detail and getting it to perfection isn't really going to take you somewhere. Uh, it's about repetition, doing things so many times for you to gain that experience. So, yeah. Yeah, for me is definitely perfection. So it's okay not to be perfect from the first time. Uh, it's good to aim to do it right from the first time, but it's okay not to be perfect. And uh, the second thing would be, uh, yeah, I think the perfection. That was uh, accepting a feedback, actually. 
So I think this is the new generation and the new new people that we're managing. They they, they are really uh, starting their career. They take uh, feedbacks very very offensive. I think this is the biggest mistake that you could take. Always take a feedback with a thank you at the end because to give you a feedback means they care about you. Yeah. So Sarah, your advice is just go. Bernadette, your advice is listen to feedback constructively with a thank you at the end. That's awesome. Saud and Bernadette, thank you so much for joining us today on TechForce Middle East. You've helped us understand how digital transformation is ultimately about putting customers at the center of every business process. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us on this episode of TechForce. On to the next one. Speak to you soon. Hello, everyone. It's Mark, the host of TechForce Middle East, a new podcast sponsored by Salesforce that explores some of the important issues affecting Middle East businesses today. Every month, we'll be joined by emerging entrepreneurs, startups, and leading companies to explore how they're navigating through some of the biggest changes of our time, whether it's about financial performance and inclusion, the future of work, digital-first customer experiences, or gender empowerment. We'll be learning from the best. So grab a cup of coffee and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button below, and please continue the conversation in the comments. See you soon.